the ushers, you all can be seated. I didn't have my glasses. Maybe it's a miracle. Let me see if it's a miracle. Then maybe I can see without them telling me something here. Let's try it. Uh, good to see everyone. Yeah, you're so blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Here's what we're going to talk. We see all the craziness that's going on. And I mean craziness that's going on. And then we put that on the news. But we don't see the things that's going on in individuals, period. There's a lot of things going on in individuals, period. And you know, every now and then I do the 16 deadly deeds. And so today we're going to use one of them. Uh, this, this happens to everyone, uh, everybody. Sooner or later in your life, something's going to happen that you're going to be disappointed, period. And see, so what happens is you all heard me teach for years, toe, whole foot, whole strong hoe. And so Satan takes advantage of us. There's four things we need to know to protect ourselves. And one of them is uh, we must know our own weaknesses. You need to know your own weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. And then you must know your own strengths. Agree? And then uh, uh, if you have an enemy, you must know the, the weaknesses of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And we must know the strength of the enemy. Well, we know the weakness of the enemy is in Jesus Christ. And we know our strength is in the gospel, right? Uh, so, but what Satan does is he looks for a, a way to get a toehold because he knows if he gets a toehold, sooner or later, then he can get a foothold and it'll turn into a stronghold. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I'll just use this as a parable. An argument can start. This little argument can start and somebody will get angry with somebody and, and or shoot them or abuse them. But he got in there with the argument, right? So there are little bitty things that we need to look at, our strength and our weaknesses, his strength and his weaknesses. And one of the strengths is one of our weaknesses when we get disappointed. When we get disappointed, then he takes, tries to take an opportunity, all right, to slip in there. And there's no way in the world that you can live in this life and not be disappointed. I mean, if you've been to the doctor and, and you thought you were doing well and you get uh, a report maybe that you have cancer, you get disappointed, all right? Or, or you can um, uh, financially, something can happen disappointed. Or you can be disappointed in your, in your children. You can be disappointed in your spouses to do something. So disappointment is something that we have to deal with. Y'all with me? Yeah. And so, but when we get this, and it's nothing wrong with get disappointment, disappointment, we're going to have some sadness. There's going to be some times when we're going to have some sadness in our life. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some times when uh, we have some regret in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or pres- you know, uh, uh, I've always thought that uh, I could handle anything until some things came up on me I could not handle. And because I could not handle those things myself, I was disappointed. Well, I was looking for some things that I could overpower in my strength. But what I forgot to do is look at some weaknesses. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so disappointment, we're going to talk about disappointment. Now, you remember now, disappointment is, if we get that disappointment is, uh, we, we, we cannot forget some of the scriptures that we read. You've got to go to the scriptures and remind yourself who God is. Remind yourself where your strength is. Are you with me? When you get this, I'm telling you, when you get disappointed, Satan wants you to forget what you've been taught. Right? He wants you to forget what you've been taught. Uh, and, and once he, you forget what you've been taught, you get sucked into that thing. That's it anything. That's it anything, you know, as individuals. As individual, you ever been disappointed in yourself? When you got disappointed in yourself, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you get disappointed in yourself, you have, here's what happens. Mm-hmm. You drop that head. Yeah. 
And if you're not careful, you start feeling sorry for yourself. Do you see? And then you know what? That can lead into a whole lot of stuff, right? And then uh, and, and the people that are in the AA and our people in recovery will tell you, sometimes people are doing very good and then they do something that, that disappoints them and the next thing they do is they go and medicate themselves. You see, everything starts somewhere. You see, this is why I love sports. You know, I'm a sports guy. If you ever watch a, 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 a football game, you all know, uh, here at Kansas City Chiefs folks, you know, if a receiver drops a pass, what is the thing they usually do or a fumble? The quarterback usually calls a play right after that or two after that to give them the ball back again because they don't want them to, to get so disappointed that they get their thinking. So in sports, they call it you have to have a short memory. Are you with me? Because if you let that memory of the last pass you drop linger, you're going to drop the second one. Or right, you're going to fumble the next one, right? So, but it all starts with not learning how to handle disappointment. So here's what we want to do in here. We're, we know, I believe in affirmations. I call scriptures affirmations. To be disappointed is to forget. And these scriptures I'm going to give you, to be disappointed is to forget. You see, I tell, I tell sometimes when I would tell my athletes, don't get sucked into being disappointed. We'll work on it. We'll work on it because usually in college, you do all your races on Saturday. Well, then Monday, you know, you got to talk with those uh, young people and get them prepared for Monday. So you do that usually on the bus home, ride home, because you got to, and you find reasons to tell them when they get disappointed to motivate them uh, to call it, I call it, this is just a learning session. We'll get on it Monday and we'll get back and we'll start working and we'll, we'll, we'll rectify that problem that we had in that race. Does that make sense? Because I can't allow them to stay disappointed too long. You can't stay disappointed because you'll, 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 it'll, you'll get into that. It'll get in your head. Can we understand that? It'll get in your head. So you, it's the same thing. Uh, uh, you all that uh, are married, you can have something or someone does something to disappoint you. If you're not careful, you suck into that thing and then you'll start bringing all up other stuff and it'll tear a household up. Or you get disappointed in a child and don't know how to handle that. And then you, that child is so... Uh, uh, upset that now they can't do what they should do because there's too much, they're thinking too much about the chastisement that they got for another thing. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about up in here? So we got to start learning that. So, so when somebody is disappointed, when we're disappointed or somebody is, uh, is disappointed, then we need to come up with scriptures and affirmations that will help them. Because we know that Satan, all right, Satan, uh, he wants to take advantage of us. But we're not ignorant of his devices. That's 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. Mm -hmm. Satan wants to take advantage of us, but we're not ignorant of his devices. That's why we read in this gospel, every one of us, you need to look into this thing, that, excuse me, you need to look into this gospel and understand what I'm saying. Satan, and we know what he's all about. We, we know that he, we know his strength and we know his weaknesses, but also we know our strength and we know our weaknesses. So what he's doing is he's going to and fro, you know the scriptures, going around to who he can devour, right? And so he waits for the opportunity to come in when you're not feeling up to it, you're disappointed. So you've got to really be careful because he's saying, I got to not, because Satan's an opportunist. Satan is an opportunist. And so he's looking for anything. He's very smart. He say, I'm looking for a toehold. If I can get a toehold in this marriage, then I can get a foothold in this marriage, then I can get a stronghold in this marriage. Right? I'm just using marriage because it's easy to do. All right, so you understand what I'm saying? Or any relationship. 
the, your relationship with God, he can do the same thing. So he's looking around to get the toehold so he can get the foothold so he can get the stronghold. And so we know that. And as, as we know that, we should be prepared for that. The voice says, it is my duty to make sure that Satan does not win even a small victory over us. Huh? It's my duty to make sure that Satan does not win even a small victory over us. For we don't want to be naive and fall and pray into his, okay, shams. So we, we, we got to know that. We got to, this art, see, so there's some things that we're supposed to take care of. God doesn't need to take care of those things. Isn't that right? Are y'all with me? And so when we, because we're trying to live good lives over here, God lives. Yeah, we are. We're trying to live God. The world has gone crazy, you see. But we don't live in a godless world. And I've used it. We don't live in a godless world because we're here. You know, you know, there, there, there are some people in the world living a godless world. But us Christians are supposed to live a godless world. And see, so we, we, we're, we're looking and we know that we have an enemy. And that enemy is doing everything he can to, to do what? To destroy us and our families and our churches and our schools. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they're trying to do laws and the laws are not working because it's a spiritual thing. There's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's in a spiritual atmosphere right now. And as things are happening, are they demonic things? Are y'all with me? Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Right. And then I, didn't I read that? Didn't need it. Maybe I got, my eyes got healed. <laughs> uh, I, I was running, I got out there and Isaac was singing. I'm saying, I hope Isaac's singing long enough for me to get back and get my glasses back. <laughs> And so uh, God will help us even in an emergency. So I had an emergency. I could have stood up here, but I didn't, in, I didn't entrust my eyesight. No. You see, so I'm, uh, you're learning something here. Mm -hmm. But I could have stayed right on up here. And you see, and I'm the first one to tell you, God will make a way. But I got to go get my glasses. <laughs> Are y'all with me? You see, you see what I'm saying? And so I'm excited up here just reading and loving it. In Romans 8 and 28, the voice says, is that where I'm at? Yes. The voice says, we are convinced that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he can. No matter what you say, don't forget that. When you get disappointed, God can take that disappointment, that thing that you thought was going to be a terrible thing, and he can make something good and beautiful. When we love him, we accept his invitation to live according to his plan. And a lot of times the disappointment, Brother Trevor, is God's plan to get us someplace. We disappointed because we didn't get this job. I'm so disappointed I get this job and God had a plan, yes, over here for you. So when I'm going to think about it, when I get disappointed in something, I got to start telling myself, wait a minute, this is not for me. Brother Jason, this is not for me. So God's got a better plan. So I, and I'm not going to I'm not going to get disappointed and regretting this. I'm going to trust in what the scripture says. OK, God has got some greater things for me. Then that will move that spirit of disappointment out. And then now I become uh, I, I become under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, Johnny, you see, God's got a plan for you. You're going to leave your glasses in the office. He's got a plan for you. And you're going to go run and get those glasses. And you hate when people walk in church. <laughs> you see, you see, but God's got a plan for you today, a special plan for you. 
you just need to stay on up here. But I didn't trust that, wouldn't got the glasses. So I'm, uh, I'm putting them up here and let you know how good God is. You All see, right. you see, you got to trust it. Everything, everything in your life is not a tragedy. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Every disappointment in your life is not a tragedy. Some of the disappointments in your life is a reason to grow. God has a plan for you. And if he gave you what you wanted, that you were disappointed that you didn't get or that you lost, you wouldn't get his blessing or get his plan. You see, and many of you all have talked to me in here. Oh, no, you didn't talk to me. Many of you in here, I've talked to in here, uh, and I've told you things, and you thought it was a tragedy. You thought it was a bad thing. You thought it was something. You were so disappointed that you didn't get that job or that promotion or that, or that whatever. And God, you live living now in God's blessing because that disappointment that you had, God had something bigger over there. You see, you see, Satan, though you, you lost the silver, and now you're just all pitiful. God's got the gold over here. You see? So what we're going to do in here, you see, now listen to me. And many of you, only the people say amen that knows what I'm talking about here. Some people in here, you've been uh, uh, dating and you thought you was in love with somebody and something happened. You broke up with that somebody, right? And you were so disappointed. And you thank God. That that disappointed because he gave you somebody a whole lot better than you thought you had over here. Come on here, church. It's in everything in our life. It's in everything. This, the Bible is to help us with our lives because some disappointments are made because of the choices we make. We got out of God's, we got out of God's favor. We got out of God's favor. We got disappointed. God had nothing to do with us over here. And, and you were disappointed with that. Come on here. But when you got over here after the disappointment and you came, got back to your God senses, say that, God senses, once you got back to your God senses and once you got back to the scriptures and once you got back to your teaching, you heard Pastor Fields say, wait a minute, this disappointment, this sadness, this thing, this thing here is just a moment but God's got something better for me. See, are you with me? I know that I love this because I've lived this myself. There have been little things that I've been disappointed in my life that I thought that, well, oh God, what am I going to do now? And the problem was, is what am I going to do now? But when I came to my spiritual senses, my God senses, it's, oh God, it's God's got something better for me. I'm not going to get disappointed from here. I'm going to wait on God. You see, I think it was Job that said, all my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. Uh, I love that song that Sam Cooke used to say, the change gonna come, you see? So I'm not gonna be disappointed over here. I'm kind of sad right now. I'm not disappointed, but I'm not gonna listen to Satan telling me that this is the end of the road. No, the Holy Spirit's saying this disappointment is a blessing for you because I'm gonna put you over here and it's gonna be the beginning of a new road. Are you with me? And that's what we live in here. That's how we want to live in here. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not one of these preachers that tell you good, 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 good. There are going to be disappointments. Don't let Satan take the advantage of you when you're disappointed. Use the scripture. Use the, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Okay? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you and the Holy Spirit is going to say, he's got a better plan over here. And sometimes it's a blessing for some of us because now we're living in God's purpose. Now we're living in God's purpose. Amen. All right? Okay, now, now that God has done showed me that I can read without the glasses and he's healed, we, we can do that. But did y'all see what happened? Couldn't have been a better Sunday for that to happen. You, you see what I'm saying? Quit, people, quit. Do not let disappointment allow that Satan to get a toehold. Because if he gets a toehold, 
he'll get a foothold, and the next thing he do, he's got is a stronghold. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are people that would tell you that they invested in something and, and it crashed. You see? And they said, and they were just down and out. But then they began to pray and ask God to lead and guide them, and they got over here and got a tremendous investment. Blessing. You see that? And some of you in here, and I'm looking at some of you in here. I've watched you grow in this church. I've watched God take you and put you in places that you never thought you would be. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Let me tell you something. In this uh, crisis, they call it, uh, this COVID-19, they call it, we got people getting promotions, buying houses. Yes, in Christ Temple North, you see. And I'm, I'm so grateful to hear those, those things because what you've done is you're trusted in your training. All right? And, and we got new people coming in that is going to get to work, and I'm just going to have him to stand up. I don't care about the, uh, that is Spencer. Spencer, stand up. That's Spencer. He's got to stand. He's going to be one of, he's going to be our person at the door. Came in. We, some people have moved out of town, but he's came in and said, Pastor, I love people when they say, whatever you want me to do. You see? You see? We didn't even know him. We know some of the others in here working in the yard, cutting grass, pulling weeds, vacuuming. Doing, but here's something when somebody, and they've already done it. And some people get upset in here if you try to move them. <laughs> I'm trying to get them some help. They don't want no help. You, you, you see, some people don't want nobody to help them. They want to do it themselves. I won't call no names. He knows. They know who they are. But that's, that's my gig, you know. But that's people. So I can't be disappointed. Listen to where I'm going. I can't be disappointed because God moves people out of town to stay, but guess what? He sends somebody else to do it. That's right. Amen. All right? He'll do that in your life. All right, I'm feeling good about this. Are y'all learning something? Amen. Say, I may be disappointed. I may be disappointed. But I'm not distracted. But I'm not distracted. From God's word. From God's word. And his promises. And his promises. All right, say, give God a hand clap. Amen. All right, here we go. So we are at Romans 8, and we're going to do it from the Passion, starting at verse 26. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. And sometimes the Holy Spirit takes us, takes that weaknesses, and he empowers us. Sometimes the Holy Spirit re reveals to us it's our weaknesses. And he empowers us. So he's telling us not to get discouraged. I'm in your life right now to empower you in your weaknesses. That's right. All right. That's right. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray. And I've been there. Have you ever been times? I don't even know what to pray for. I don't know. It's because I don't even know what to pray for. It's just like everything's falling apart. I don't know what to pray for. But thank God that we have the Holy Spirit interceding for us. Keep going with me. Or know the best things to ask for. And we don't know the best things to ask for. All right? Oh. But yes. the Holy Spirit rises up within us. The Holy Spirit rises up within us. Disappointed. Yes. I don't know what to pray for. I've been praying for my son, my daughter, my marriage, my finances. But the Holy Spirit rises up. That's right. In us. That's right. And intercedes on our behalf, pleads to God with emotional size to deep words. He uses words that we don't even understand. Mm -hmm. 27. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings. God already knows our longings. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
Yet he also understands the desires of the spirit. Now listen, he also understands the desires of the spirit. That's the biggest. Mm -hmm. That's right. So the Holy Spirit knows what I need. The Holy Spirit knows what I need and the Holy Spirit also knows what I don't need. So my, usually if the Holy Spirit, when I doesn't need anything, that's a disappointment to me. Then the Holy Spirit reveals to me, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Let me pray because you're praying to try to make this situation better. The Holy Spirit is saying, no, you need to get out of it. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Because the you see, let me do this. And some of you all got children and grandchildren. And so they get into relationships sometimes. And I want to pray that this works. No. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit's praying. That it should already showed you that it didn't work. The Holy Spirit is saying, no, you get out of that. That's right. And he'll give you power to get out of that. Because sometimes we connect it with our senses, our five senses, our nature and not the spirit. You can love somebody that doesn't belong in your life. And see, you're praying to make the relationship better. The Holy Spirit's saying, no, you don't need that one. I got something better. Don't be disappointed. I got a greater thing for you. All right, am I teaching? Yes. All right. The Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect That's harmony. us. Mm -hmm. All right. In perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. God, God's, God's plan. You see, you all got children. What is God's plan for your children's destiny? Not yours. I'm disappointed because my son didn't play baseball. You see, he's a 4.0 student. You see what I'm saying? You understand? I'm trying to make a point here. We need to be getting on God's plan, not our plan. I remember when Isaac was running out for, going out for track in Winnetonka. And you know, it's a natural thing that the fields can run. It's just natural, okay, it's in the DNA. So he was doing track, but he was also in the choir at Winnetonka. And so I, he probably forgot. I remember him coming to me. He went to the coach, the track coach, and he told the track coach, he says, I got a concert the same time we have a track meet. And he had a good track coach. Your track coach told him, said, I just got to sing like you. I wouldn't even be out here on this track. <laughs> That's a true story. You see, don't be disappointed because you can't run today. God's got a bigger plan for you. Stay in the choir. And went on. And of course, he got scholarships and was the first freshman to ever get in. I can't think of the group he was in. Uh, to sing all over the country at UMKC. That was God's plan. You see, I'm a track guy. I'd love to see that. But we, I, we in our family, we just step back and let God's plan. Are y'all with me? Amen. All right. And some of you in here think you through where you at. You may get released from your job and say, well, what am I going to do now? No, what is God going to do now? Are you with me? All right, here we go. In verse 28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives. Now we are what? Convinced. We are what? Convinced. We are what? Convinced. That every detail of our lives mm -hmm. is right. continually woven together for good. For everything in my life that happens to me is woven together for good. And sometimes the disappointments, I grow from the disappointments if I don't allow Satan to use it to cause me to get into self. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see? Because he's trying to kill you. 
He's trying to destroy you. He didn't want you successful, but he's a liar. You see, he gets no toho in Christ Temple North families and individuals. If he doesn't get a toho, he can't get a foothold and he can't get a stronghold. All right? For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. He's got a designed purpose. I want to fulfill his divine purpose. Then he's saying, you, I'm going to snatch you over here. But, but Lord, you don't know. Yeah, it is. I'm disappointed I have to leave. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be disappointed. I may disappointed a little bit that I have to leave, but I know God's divine purpose is going to give me more joy. Make me more complete. Make me more whole. Make me more God sense in my life. Are y'all with me? You can't, you got to remember this when you get dis- disappointed. You got to remember this. You got to remember these scriptures pastor is giving you. You got to put them in your head. You got to go home and read them. You got to study them. You all got the paper. Go in it because you're going to get disappointed. Mm-hmm. But don't let Satan take advantage of it. Right. I'm going to say it again. Don't let Satan take advantage of your disappointments. That's right. Come over here. Don't let Satan take advantage of your disappointments. I'm going to look in here. Don't let Satan take advantage of your disappointments. Trust God. All right. Now we're going to read Philippians 4, verse 13 from the voice. I can be content in any and every situation through the anointed one who is my power and strength. I can be content in any situation Mm -hmm. because God is my power and my strength. Even when I'm disappointed, God's power and strength is going to help me get through my disappointments. And he's going to help me to keep the door shut that Satan can't get a toe hole. That's right. Sure, I'm going to be disappointed. It's part of life. But I'm not going to let Satan take advantage of it. That's right. All right? And from the passion... And if says, you ain't... Let me tell you something. If you've never been disappointed, let me tell you something. Say what, Pastor? You ain't doing nothing. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You ain't never been disappointed. You ain't doing nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. I love when somebody said I made a mistake. I said, like, that's good. That means you're doing something. Yeah. That's right. Right? Wow. This is going to happen. This is a life lesson. But I'm not going to allow Satan to take advantage of my life when I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm going to remember the scriptures. Yeah. I want to remember that I'm never alone because God, by his promise, said, Lo, and I'll always be with you. Yeah. Some of you in here, this is going to terrify you. Jesus done great things, say amen. amen. But then he said to you, greater things shall you do than I do. That's scripture. Amen. You see? I'm not going to let Satan get a toehold because once he gets a toehold, he gets a foothold and he'll cause me doubting everything in this word. That's right. If it is his day and his time, he'll allow the Holy Spirit will allow me to read without glasses. That's right. Right? I'll put them on honey, when we drive back home. All right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay, so the passion says, I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power. <laughs> I, I love, you know I'm about power. Yeah, I find that strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty in my life. Period. Right. You see? Sister Gwen said something once, and she was saying, you know, we was talking about athletes. It's been about 
20 years ago said, if these athletes would fight as hard in, in life as they do going up and down these tracks and football fields and soccer fields and all this, what kind of men and women would we have? Amen. If we would commit to that. I love this scripture. Y'all just got to, I'm doing this for me. You all just be with me. <laughs> I find that my strength, the strength of Christ, oh, explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. So when I'm disappointed, going to the scripture, when I'm disappointed, yeah, I'm not going to let Satan get a toehold. Because, hey, to, infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what difficulty you're going through, but I promise you the word of God is true. And it says God will give you the explosive power infusing, infusing in me to conquer every difficulty, every difficulty. And there ain't nothing on the other side of all and every. That's, right. That's in your classrooms, young people. You're going to struggle with some class. You've got to pray about it. Ask God to give you the strength and the power. You see, many young athletes in here. I was an athlete myself. Sometimes you don't think you can take another step. Brother Trevor, you see, JK, sometimes you don't think you can take another step. You have to ask God to empower me to go through these difficult times. Sickness. Sickness. You see, some of you are in relationships. And you, it may fall apart. I can't make it without him. Are you kidding me? I can't make it without him. Are you kidding me? You're a child of God. And, and I find strength no matter what. No matter what situation. Or, 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 I can conquer every difficulty. 14. You've so graciously provided for my essential needs during the season of difficulty. In the season of difficult, God will supply you of every needs. I'm telling you in here, I won't call names. People have been so blessed up in here. I'm like, wow. In the midst of COVID-19 or whatever they call that thing, I call it a plague. God will bless us. Period. Look to him. Do you understand? We're going to do the right thing. Sure, all of you got your vaccines. That's what we do the right thing. We're going to wear a mask. We're going to do the right thing. Because that's what they tell us to do. We're going to make it through this. Yeah, we are. You see? All right. So verse 15 says, For I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning. All right, this is Paul writing. Listen to this. is very careful. I want you to hear me. This is Paul writing. For I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. As I went out to preach the gospel, you were the only church that sold into me financially. Paul was preaching the gospel and he was saying that the Philippian church was the only church that supported him financially. Where are you going, Pastor? Say, where are you going, Pastor? Where are you going, Pastor? When you do the right thing and you do the right work, God will send somebody, touch somebody's heart to bless you. Amen. Yeah, he will. Amen. Yeah, he will. Yeah, you do the right thing. Because Paul was doing the right thing. He was working and preaching the gospel. One church. One church, God touched one church, Sister Kim, to support him. Individuals, look at my mouth. When you do the right thing, when you think you don't have what you need, God will touch somebody's heart to bless you. Yeah, he will. Yeah, 
This is when I say I'm not going to be discouraged when I go through difficult times. Uh, if I go through some difficult times and I need some help, God is going to touch somebody's heart. He's going to, if it's financial, he's going to touch somebody's heart financially to bless me. I'm talking about, I believe this. You see, when, when things happen, uh, go along, if something happens in the church, God is going to bless somebody in this church to take it and make good out of it. You see, when something happens, if you're a child of God and you do the right thing, you keep working, they can lay you off. Yeah, what they call it, give you. You see, and God will touch somebody's heart. They'll hire you and they don't know why they hired you. Because you weren't qualified. Right. I love this. This is good teaching. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I just feel good about feeling good because God using me to motivate you all. It's, you, you, you see what I'm talking about? All right. I'm pulling my hand. Now we're at 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 15 through 17 from The Voice. So, brothers and sisters, all you need to do now is stand firm. Huh? Stand what? Firm. Stand firm. Mm -hmm. And hold tight <laughs> to the line of teaching. And this is what I keep on. telling you all. You've been taught here in Christ's temple. No, trust the teaching. Mm -hmm. You see? Talk to J.K. Talk to Trevor. They'll tell you. Pastor told them, trust your training. Mm -hmm. Trust your training. Yeah, that's right. Trust your training. Trust your teeth. Trust it. Amen. Trust it. Amen. You see? That's right. Hold firm to what you have been taught. Mm -hmm. Even though you're disappointed, hold firm to this. Trust it. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So again, hold tight to the line of teachings we have passed on to you, whether it was in person or in a letter. Hold tight. Whether you listen to me at home or when you're in here. Mm -hmm. This is the Holy Spirit speaking. That's right. Trust this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trust this. That's right. Trust your teaching. Yeah. Trust your teaching. Right. Young people, trust your teaching. Yeah. You see? Your parents love you. That's why you're sitting up here in church. You see, they brought you in here to learn something. You see, trust them. You see, you see, but most kids don't know how smart their parents are until they get older. The older you get, you find out how smart your parents really were. Yeah, but you need to trust them first. Trust them first. And you won't get in some bad situations. That's right. You see, I heard a preacher preaching, I like this, and he was talking about what he read from another preacher, and I think I'm gonna use this as a theme, and he says, everyone, every person, teach one. Everyone, teach one. That's what's wrong with our community. You learn, you grow, you get, the Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. One says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. We're gonna get the knowledge. And when we get the knowledge, everyone, teach one. That's good stuff. Yes, it is. All right. Now, may our Lord Jesus, the anointed one himself, and God our Father, who has loved us, comforted us eternally. Yeah, he has. And given us a good hope by his grace. By his what? His grace. Is his grace sufficient? Yes. Is his grace sufficient? Yes. Repeat after me. God, God. your grace your grace is sufficient. Is sufficient. For me. For me. All right. All right. Bring comfort to your hearts and strengthen your wills to accomplish every good work and word. That's what we're about up in here. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. That's what we're about up in here. All right? Now, Isaiah 40, verse 30 from the message. And, and, and this, this is the end of it. I, I always like things that make sense to everybody. He energizes those who get tired. Gives fresh strength to what? Dropouts. To dropouts. Mm -hmm. Come on here. <laughs> what else? For even young people tire and drop out. For even young people tire and drop out. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. Say amen, because we all were young for it once. So amen. we all know that. That's all right. right. But here's what I like. The last 31. But Those who wait upon God get a fresh strength. That's right. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. Mm -hmm. They run and don't get tired. They walk and they don't lag behind. That's, That's us. That's us in Christ's temple Lord. Say amen to that. God good? Yes. This child's moving in her new house today. That's what we're about. We, don't, we teach it. We receive it. We live it. We expect God's promises and we live on his promises. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. God is good. He'll take a blind man and let him see. Yes. Yeah, he will. He'll do it. He done it right in front of y'all's eyes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit might leave my eyes. I might want to put these things back on, but I feel good. God's good. <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we, we serious about this. We serious about the word of God. So we ask that you forgive us of all our sins that we committed seen and unseen, even our very thoughts, because we want to be elevated to a higher spiritual. We, we don't want to be carnal Christians. We don't want to be babes in Christ. We want to be mature Christians because it's time for us to grow up. The Bible says when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child. But then it went on to say, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Yes. And we're putting away all childish things. Every man, every woman in here, we're putting away every childish thing. Holy Ghost, move all the childish thoughts, the childish actions, the childish talks out. Because we want to be able to get the wisdom and the knowledge from the Holy Ghost as parents and grandparents, as adults, so that we can teach one, teach our children. This is what we're about at Christ Temple. We want to be real. We want to live it. We want, to, we want to down so deep in our spirit that we can't do anything unless it pleases you. So we thank you for Christ Temple North. We thank you for our tide, tide payers who have been just ridiculously paying tides in here. I'm just so excited about it. We thank you for those that are giving other uh, gifts to the church. We thank you for those that are working to keep the function of the church uh, on the outside. That's, that's those that cut grass and does all these things. Ex exterior. And we thank you for the ones that are praying for the interior. We love you, we thank you, we adore you in Jesus Christ's name and all in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Amen.